The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Welcome to episode one of the Marco Rugby Roundup podcast where we find out who the fanatics are when it comes to all things rugby in the top of the south. My name is Chris Butler and my co-host the legendary Les Edwards. Hello again Les. Yeah good to see you Chris. Uh, Great to be on the show. We had a a nice chat last week on a pilot episode and we know that the show can work, that people enjoy the content so I'm looking forward to uh, getting into it as the season unfolds. Yes we did uh, put the pilot up on uh, our Facebook pages and in fact we had one listener from Sydney. How's that? That's pretty cool. (laughs) So that's uh, awesome. Recapping last week's show, Nelson College took on Waimea College. Yes, so it's a Waimea combined schools team um, and it's a, it was an important derby game for both teams. Nelson College proving too strong, uh, winning that by 55 points to nil. Wow. So, you know, uh, consolidating Nelson's, Nelson College's spot in the top four. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that, that, we talked about the state of the front field at Nelson College yes. and the fact that it can become a quagmire, quite a bog, and in fact, that's what happened, Chris. Uh, the game, lo- the ground looked great at kickoff, and by the time the game finished, it was a mud heap. Right. And so this reinforces the need that the Nelson College Old Boys Association have identified that something has to be done mm. about it, that they're going to do some self-help, that they're raising funds to improve the drainage of the front field, and they introduced this concept called Adopt a Square. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, and uh, I took that opportunity up. I bought three squares a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I've been on that field uh, and enjoyed the mud bath. Um, so, yeah, I think a great concept, great cause. Yeah, so uh, I too bought a couple mm. of squares, so they'll have to budge me off the halfway centre field, I guess, <laughs> at some point during kickoff. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing people get in behind this initiative. Mm. And if you want to get involved, and it's $20 a square metre, which is very affordable. Uh, you just have to look at the Nelson College Facebook page or the Nelson College Old Boys Association uh, website. So plenty of ways to get in touch with them. Very easy to purchase uh, and adopt a square. So great initiative. Nice work. Uh, I believe last week, Les, you did a bit of homework in the area of the under 85 kg team rugby yes. uh, competition. And uh, you came across uh, a team in the top of the south. Yes. Yeah, so the under 5 kg national competition is the brainchild of Sir Graham Henry. It's The whole idea is to create rugby for people who aren't uh, big, massive humans uh, who are uh, you know, of that lighter side uh, and it's an opportunity to play very fast attacking rugby, um, wait for age if you like concept. Uh, and we were talking about how good it would be to have a team representing Nelson Bays in that. Uh, I, one of our listeners got in touch and, and, oh. and reminded me or advised me <laughs> that, uh, in fact, the central club in Blenheim 
uh, have entered the 85 kgs knockout stages of the national competition for the last uh, two years. So it's awesome to know uh, that uh, already there's interest. So they played in the, the middle division of New Zealand, the central division. This last week, they played a, a preliminary round against uh, OBU from Wellington and lost it by six points to five. So they're knocked out. But wow, that's hey, a close match. <laughs> it is a close match. But the concept is there, and it's something that uh, I personally, uh, along with my new uh, colleague, Nick Worthington, who's yes. the commercial and marketing manager at the union, very keen to embrace because he's playing in that competition representing a club up in counties Monaco mm. uh, called Karaka currently but he's keen to play that sort of uh, division again Great. next year so never know might have a Nelson team um, the match of the weekend last weekend was Kaurangi versus Marist I believe uh, you got to, a chance to go and see it yeah I went out to Sports Park Mochwake what a massive crowd there was too you know I, I really love the resurgence and interest in club rugby that I'm seeing all around our fields uh, but yeah a big crowd at Sports Park Mochwake and this was an important game because both Kaurangi and Marist are knocking on the door of that fourth spot that's available to be in the playoffs of the Tasman Trophy, the stuffed Tasman Trophy. And, uh, you know, I went there expecting that Maris would give Kaharangi a real good tussle, especially in the forward pack, and that proved to be the case for the first half. But Kaharangi were awesome. They just dug deep, defended so well in their forward pack, and then the end in the second half uh, ran away with it to win by 34 points to 18. And one of the players that came on the second half for Kaharangi was Willie Havili at first 5'8". Oh, wow. You know, the Tasman Marco and yes. Manu Samoa player. <laughs> oh, my, he made a difference. And, right. uh, yeah, so on the back of a really good effort by their forward pack um, in containing Marist, went on to, to win. So they're very much in the box seat uh, with a game in hand to try and get that fourth spot that currently is held by Wanderers. Right, okay. First 15 rugby and Nelson College are taking on Christchurch Boys High School. Yes, on that front field that's currently a mud heap. <laughs> oh, so, so this is a big game. You know, yeah. Nelson is two and Christchurch Boys High School are, um, are th- well, we're third and thus second in the, in, the, in the comp. So this is a really critical game and the field's a mess so they're going to play there and then they've got another home game on Tuesday against Shirley Boys High. So On the same field. <laughs> well, maybe they'll look at playing that somewhere else. Yeah. But yeah, it, it really is an issue with the amount of rain that we get some winters here in Nelson that uh, that the Nelson College uh, old boys need to get that field drained and, and all purpose. Just to digress a little bit, uh, you know, it's a discussion I was having during the week because involved in a project with Saxon Field just about um, promoting the facilities and uh, the question came up about if we're to attract tournaments during this time of the year to our region, the lack of ability to have grounds open and therefore you know, training pitches, artificial pitches or other types of pitches in the region. So so perhaps that's a discussion for another time, Les, but it's I, a real issue in our region. I, I think we should deal with it as a subject. I know that <laughs> Councillor Tim Skinner is really keen to get some sort of synthetic surfaces going and I, and I assume it's not just for football, that you know it would be a multi-code type uh, investment. <laughs> Um, I know that he's been a champion of it at a council level. It hasn't got passed at this stage, but, you know, we've got a new council coming in. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I think if we uh, devote a time and get <laughs> someone like Tim on and talk yeah, about it, that's a good idea. it would be, it'd be awesome. 
Okay. All right. Waimea combined, they're away to St Thomas's. Yeah, so this will be a very tough game because currently Waimea combined a 12th spot and they're playing the number one ranked team at St Thomas's of Canterbury. So that'll be a tough road trip. Um, But enjoy your rugby, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Every every game you learn something and you you, you progress in your school level. So just enjoy the road trip for what it is. Absolutely. Uh, Senior club rugby, the NBS Women's Tasman Trophy and... And the match of the round, Maris versus Katarangi and Tuhunanui. Yeah, Tuhunanui playing field. So this is team uh, one versus team four. Um, but that's not to say it won't be quality rugby. I've seen both these teams run around. Marist are a big team um, and, and some elusive backs. Uh, and Kaharangi are very young. But my, I think, I think Kaharangi will be... So much stronger in the future. They've got a Mochuaka High School is a is yes. a, a grounds uh, a, a ground spring for for women's and female rugby. Yes. So uh, and they've done very well in touch football too in the past. So. Yeah, they, yeah. So yeah, yeah mm. I, I just think that it's a, a great opportunity. And this combined Kaharangi concept, you know, of a team male and female supported by Huia and Rewaka mm. rugby clubs is just great. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Well, good luck to those teams. The stuffed Tasman trophy now probably three games to focus on we've got Renwick versus Central which is one and two um, but Renwick are a game ahead so behind them is Central with a game in hand we've got Wanderers versus Stoke and uh, Waimea Old Boys versus Kaurangi so talk through because we're getting nearer to um, needing to decide the top four so talk us through those games yes so Renwick versus Central you know if you're in Marlborough get along to this you know uh, this is the first time in a while where Marlborough clubs have held one and two uh, uh, spots on the table so rejoice in that and get along to Renwick domain Uh, both teams are very competent they're they're marvellous in fact Uh, I've seen Central play I saw Renwick get beaten by Stoke but that was an off day for them it's the only loss they've had so I think it's going to be a terrific game Um, Renwick v Central at uh, 3pm at Renwick Domain. The game of the round in Nelson Bays is for sure for me uh, Wanderers versus Stoke. So this is Wanderers uh, on fourth on the table playing Stoke who are third. So, And then you've got the game in, in uh, Jubilee Park, Waimea Old Boys versus Kaharangi. Now Kaharangi will win, therefore uh, I believe they will win. Right, right, that's your prediction. <laughs> that's my prediction. So <laughs> therefore whoever loses between uh, Wanderers and Stoke uh, is in Kaharangi's firing line because right. they've got a match in hand. They've yes. only played four games, the others have played five and Renwick's played ah, six. So, yes, yes, that's right. Uh, really important game at Brightwater Domain. I'll be out there for that so I'll give you a bit of a review next week Chris, uh, but it will be live streamed on the Tasman Community Rugby Facebook page. Oh wow, fantastic. Okay, Les, it's time to get on the phone and he is Marco number 27. He's played 29 games at Hooker. He's co-head coach with Gray Cornelius. It's a welcome to the show, Dan Perrin. Hi, Dan. Good morning, mate. How are we going? <laughs> very well, very well, mate. Hey, listen, uh, congratulations on your appointment. How excited are you to be co-head coach of uh, the Tasman Marco? Oh, mate, it's always been a dream to, to coach where I played, and uh, this union uh, gave me my opportunity as a player so uh, to be able to give back and help set up some young uh, men uh, to success and, and take pride in the provinces. Uh, you're extremely excited and extremely privileged to be in this position, so I uh, can't wait. So you're going to be co-head coach with Grey Cornelius. Tell us a bit about Corny. 
He's a top man. We've worked together for a few years now in, in a number of teams, and uh, he's got an excellent rapport uh, with the players. His, his uh, ability to be able to engage them and get them to learn is, is pretty unique, and uh, the way he coaches and his mannerisms are, are right up there. So uh, technically and tactically, really sound as well. So uh, he's a really good man. Uh, loves the attack side of the game, got a real real nous for the game and, and understanding of what it takes to win. And uh, He's been a passionate marker and, and a local lad over in Blenheim too, so yeah, looking forward to working with him. So do I take it that that means you're going to have more of a focus on the forwards? Yeah, that's correct, yep. I'm sort of looking after uh, the low numbers, the big boys, so Corny looks after the backs uh, predominantly and, and runs a team attack, and yeah, I'll be there looking after the set piece, making sure he gets that top quality ball there. Oh, excellent. It all starts up front, Dan, as we know, so you, you got the big job. The last time we had co-coaches, of course, was 2020, uh, and uh, we won the premiership under that sort of coaching oh, regime. Oh, no, so. no pressure, Les. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, you got a, you got a job to do. <laughs> no, pressure's a privilege, mate. Just not, yeah, mate, we've only ever seen the co-head coach model working in Tasman, Corny and I, and even last year it was... It was more Goody and Chow working together than, than Goody himself. So, um, you know, it's just the secret to success potentially for us here in Tasman. Uh, there's a lot of chat around co-head coaches, but uh, we've got a real good open relationship amongst the whole coaching group, and I don't think there's one of us that's um, any more prevalent than the other, and we're really open in discussions and have real good conversations about the team and where we're going. So uh, to be able to share that with Corny and obviously Jimmy Maher, and Hawani's really exciting. Yeah, no, look, it's the way rugby's gone. Leadership groups now, rather than leaders. Um, you know, we see that with the players as well. There's, a, there's uh, always a, a strong leadership group driving the team as well. So, yeah, it, I think it's a great thing, Dan, and, and already we can see in the office just the energy that's coming out of the, the team room, uh, the coaches' rooms, with all of you guys, including the strength and conditioning and physio, all engaged in prepping for the season. So we wish you very well. Um, it was a big week, wasn't it, for Tasman, with uh, three uh, teams named uh, awarding black jerseys to various players, uh, which started, of course, with the announcement of five All Blacks from Tasman. How did you feel about that announcement? Oh, mate, it's always really exciting. Just as excited as probably the players, I think, us coaches. We all huddled around the, the TV screen and zoomed in. Gray and Hawani from Blenheim were all sitting there nervously waiting as well. And I'm oh, really excited for them, you know, to have uh, guys obviously reselected and uh, Lester being a new addition, uh, thoroughly deserved as well, might I add. But, uh, you're really proud for the, for the province and really proud moment for the players, so... Yeah, we share in their excitement. I mean, it, it's a tough gig, isn't it, Dan? Because uh, the Marco team over the years has grown and, and obviously won the premiership. And all of a sudden, the team's become in focus and next they're all blacks and you lose them. <laughs> so it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Oh, mate, it just provides another young fellow with an opportunity to take it. And that's how we view it. Uh, these guys have earned the right. All they're doing is paving the pathway for someone else to come into their jersey and uh, as you've seen, and as we'll probably talk about, there's some exciting, real exciting young talent around this place, and we're looking forward to uh, those guys getting their opportunities in the next year or two. Yeah, so um, 
to just to summarise that, we, we lose Finlay Christie, mm. Davy Harvilli, um, Will Jordan and Severu Reese and Lester Whanganuku to the ABs uh, in their campaigns. But yeah, there are five young men ready to fill their shoes. But uh, just before we move on, uh, you get back Shannon Frizzell and you get back, oh yes, Tyrell Lomax. Yeah, so I think in, in Shannon's situation, I think just uh, uh, being injured through the back end of Super Rugby, just didn't quite have the fitness levels and the game time from what we're hearing to, to go straight into Test Rugby. It's a fairly big step up. So, yep, we'll, we'll welcome him back with open arms uh, for a few rounds at Tassie, but um, you know, all things being equal, I'd, I'd like to think he'd be selected for the Bledisloe campaign for the All Blacks if he's fit and healthy. And uh, with Lowy, there's, you know, it's interesting selections up, up top with uh, who they've gone with, and I feel I had Lowy in the All Blacks team. Um, I think his uh, work rate around the field coincided with his scrummaging. He sets him apart. He's got really nice soft skills for a tidy prop around the footy field, and then scrumming's only one part. But, uh, you know, he'll, he'll fight his way back in there. He's only a young prop, and he's still got a lot of development to do. So uh, I'm sure he'll be back in black uh, no time soon. Yes, yeah, so um, obviously the selectors were a bit concerned about the Irish front row and they've gone with some old heads, but I agree with you. I think Tyrell Lomax, at, what, 25 years of age, is very much the future and, and no doubt he will get more all-black tests as, uh, as his career unfolds. So congratulations to, to those uh, five all-blacks, but... Uh, Tyrell Lomax, of course, did get selected as a Maori All Black along with Alex Nankerville. So great for them to put on a black jersey in July. Yeah, he'll still get his crack against the Irish, won't he? So uh, he'll have a bit between his teeth for that one. Yeah, he's got a bit to prove, hasn't he, in those midweek features for Maori All Blacks versus Ireland. So, yeah, it'll be great viewing, that's for sure. Um, now, another th- the third team where black jerseys were handed out is an area where you're, you have a great interest and background. So it's the under twenties. You were you you were coach of Tasman under nineteens in the past. You must be so proud to, for the first time ever, have five Tasman players named in the under twenties. The most we've ever had before being two in a tournament. Yep, you're proud about that. Oh, I'm made extremely proud. Like uh, these young fellas have worked tirelessly since they left school. They've earned the right. They've put in the work and and now they're getting a little bit of reward for it. So to, to appreciate what these guys do in a semi-professional environment at 18, 19, 20 years old is is really unique um, in any sport, I'd suggest, having to, to work and study and, and gym at, at ungodly hours and then perform on a sad day to be able to put themselves in these situations is um, the work ethic that's required to make it at that level and uh, the character and attitude these guys show is, uh, yeah, really proud, mate. And coming from Tasman under-19s and, and also coaching the Crusader under-20s, I think uh, five players from Tasman and seven from Canterbury, so 11 all up for the Crusaders under-20s to make that New Zealand under-20 teams just phenomenal and uh, some outstanding um, numbers getting produced in the top of the south. So, yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's a yeah, feather, all right. Um, Chris, just to, so our mm. listeners know, the, mm. those five players are Macca Springer from Waimea Old Boys, uh, Noah Hotham uh, Nelson Club, 
Viliami Napa'a from Waitoi, and they, those three played last year for the uh, Marco. They made mm. their debuts last year when we had a whole lot of All Blacks and injuries out. And uh, the, the other two are Monu Molly from Wanderers and Nicola Vaikena from Maris. So absolutely proud as punch for I mean, these young men. I mean, Dan, w- w- one of the big pluses about the Marco concept franchise is just... Uh, the ability now to recognise the depth that we've got in the region and now the opportunity to just play at a much higher level, you know, not only in New Zealand but overseas. Yeah, that's correct, mate. And um, the pathway that's now being provided in the top of the south and I just want to recognise the work of our first 15s, uh, hmm. our three schools in the region that play in the Press Cup, uh, Waimea combined, Nelson College and Marlborough Boys are producing some outstanding uh, humans uh, with great character first and foremost but uh, an outstanding skill set and level of understanding of what it's going to take it coming out of school uh, to be able to succeed as a rugby player so those three schools are doing uh, some outstanding work along with the other schools that play rugby in the under 18 and, and second 15 levels um, and uh, that's just producing the talent that um, we know we've got in the region uh, for us to be able to succeed at the Marco and it's uh, yeah. I remember reading an article the other day. I think it was about two thousand and nine when when uh, New Zealand rugby were threatening to uh, to pull the pin yes. on Tasman. There was an article and stuff that popped up in one of my social media feeds. And reading that and what could have happened and all the opportunities that uh, may have been lost from that that now we have and these young people have is um, yeah really really proud of uh, what this union's achieved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we often uh, look back and discuss those tough times, but, you know, without the vision of guys like uh, Max Spence and uh, Shane Drummond and the Mulberryan side who, who decided that they didn't want to be Red Devils but would support the Marco concept, it is marvellous that everyone dug deep and saved the Marco from being uh, booted out by NZR in 2009. And, yeah, it's created this great pathway for, for, for young men to come out, and women, to come out of our schools and colleges and, and, and progress uh, through the ranks. So, yeah, stuff that uh, the coaching group are awfully pleased about, I'm sure. So, yeah. last but not least, we approach the Marco season. Your first game is on the 7th of August against Southland for, for the Clark Dermody Cup uh, in Blenheim. So what's going on with regard to the build-up towards that? Yeah, well, 28 players involved in Super Rugby, Les. Uh, they're all starting to, to trickle back now. There's obviously a few involved in the final on Saturday night, which is going to be a ripper and a great occasion for, for, those, for, for both teams and, and our players involved in that. And, so a few of them are still on, uh, they get a two-week break after Super Rugby, depending on where they've finished. So uh, we've had a few guys from uh, Moana Pacifica, uh, the Fiji and Drua, the Highlanders start trickling back into, into Nelson, and you'll see a few of them uh, partaking in club rugby over the next couple of weeks, which is which is really exciting. They, they were keen to get back here, seeing uh, Luca Rinch and Willie Havili for Kaharangi this weekend, uh, Jim Tavatavanawa, the difference. <laughs> uh, was back the week after Super Rugby running water for Central. So these guys love coming back into the region. So uh, we're just connecting with them, uh, setting them up uh, for what's going to be a, a short and extremely tough NPC campaign. Um, yeah, we've got a tough run. If you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best this year. And uh, we're setting these guys up for a, a good 12-week run and, and uh, getting to the back end of the postseason. 
final series and uh, setting ourselves up for that. So a lot of planning's being done. Now it's just bringing the players together and, and getting them excited for, for the campaign. Well, Dan, we really appreciate your time on the show and we wish you all the best for the coming season. It's going to be a, a lot of work, but um, looks like you've got a lot of talent there to experiment with and uh, we're really excited and looking forward to the season and all the best uh, with you and Gray and uh, we hope to have you back on the show again when we can uh, see how the season's going. Yeah, more than happy to jump back on and uh, thanks very much for the opportunity, so I yeah, look forward to it. Yeah, Cheers, fin, Dan. Fins up, TV. Fins up, mate. Cheers, Les. Fins up. There you go, Les. That's uh, Dan Perrin, who's the co-coach with Gray Cornelius for the Tasman Marco. So uh, a new coaching team. So that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, so they were assistant coaches last year, as uh, he alluded, uh, to Goody and Shane Christie. So they, they've been in the family, uh, and they're joined by a couple of new assistants, as he mentioned, James Marshall, Jimmy Ma, uh, and Hawani McDonald from over in Blenheim so that's really exciting it's it's a good group uh, and and he has a wonderful manner about him he will be an excellent communicator with his with his team he, he'll be firm but fair uh, but he, his communication is one of his uh, strengths and also he's really keen with about community engagement for the Marco during the course of the season so we look forward uh, to talking to all of the coaches over the next uh, few weeks uh, but getting Dan back at uh, the pointy end will also be be marvellous mm-hmm. so yeah excellent uh, excellent conversation with our co-head coach Dan Perrin Okay Les that's the Super Rugby Pacific Final and uh, mate you were right <laughs> only, just, <laughs> only just but you were right yeah so uh, Crusaders were far too strong for the Chiefs you know I mean it wasn't the most attractive rugby game when you've got 222 defensive tackles and the penalty counts 14-4 and you know but the referee never actually uh, penalised uh, the Crusaders because they were the dominant team even though they they, they were doing all of the defending they didn't look like losing you know so that, that that's important and they are well drilled when it comes to this time of the year Scott Robertson knows mm, mm, mm. exactly how to win and often you'd play it's what you do without the ball uh, that makes a big difference defense wins games isn't it, it? it often it, wins tournaments absolutely mm. and it nearly lost the blues a, a semi-final against the Brumbies so they they started very well in the first half uh, had a had a, a good lead 20 points to seven but then the Brumbies came back and it was in the end uh, the Blues just hanging on maybe thanks to a couple of uh, interesting calls that they did hang on but it's always good when the best team in the whole comp plays in the final so I'm happy oh, yeah, that it is yeah. Blues hosting Crusade the Brumbies could have stole it uh, went for the drop kick what a block <laughs> yeah by big offer <laughs> I mean I don't think he jumped did he he didn't jump he just put his hands up but uh, that came out of the blue so um, you know saved the day but really it's, it's a repeat for for the New Zealand uh, Super Rugby round, and uh, can the Crusaders come back and pinch it? Well, I'm, I'm. This I do know. There are fifty-five thousand people going, and I would say that fifty-four thousand <laughs> will be wearing blue. <laughs> That's right. So, so uh, it will be a cauldron at Eden Park, and that mm. will work in in the Blues' favour. Look, it's a it's a line ball game. 
I th- I think the TAB have got it right. They've got one at a dollar eighty and the other at a dollar ninety. Right. Yeah. They've got the Blues as favourites, but they agree that it's a line ball game. Yeah, so yeah. look, I'll, I'll I'll tip the Blues by twelve and under. Um, and I know that my, you know some of my Crusader friends who are listening would think <laughs> that I'm, I've got rocks in my head, but I just think they are the number one team, and this home ground advantage and this crowd is going to really work well. They'll be up for it, won't they? You know, and I think they'll. Yeah, you know, Crusaders will definitely be disappointed that they lost the New Zealand round, so they'll be up for it. It's going to be an amazing game. Yes. All right, Les. Well, look, uh, thank you once again for co-hosting the show. Pleasure having you on. It's an exciting part of the season, isn't it? We're coming to the finals of club rugby. And then we're going into a Marco season. We've got All Black games coming up. Absolutely. So there's a lot to talk about. We uh, we look forward to speaking to you again next week. So that wraps things up. My thanks to Dan Perrin, co-coach of the Tasman Marco, and, of course, uh, Leslie Edwards. The podcast you can hear on talknelson.co.nz or on the Facebook page and on Fresh FM 9pm. Uh, every Friday night and we'll speak to you again next week on Marco Rugby Roundup. Have a great weekend. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show first broadcast on Fresh FM the top of the South's community access media station with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations go online to accessmedia.nz.com